Welcome back to the Tank Me Later podcast. This is episode 23. I am your host, as always, Noah Rubin. Uh, for this episode, we are going to not be doing anything Dynasty related uh, due to how close we are to the regular season. We're going to do a little bit of redraft content just kind of sprinkled in. It's mock draft season. We're going to get in on the fun here. Uh, before we get started, because it is about three minutes until that draft starts, I just want to remind you to follow me on Twitter at NoRubin22. Subscribe to my Substack, NoRubin.substack.com, and rate and like this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and it would help me out a ton. Share it with your friends that are interested in Dynasty, in general fantasy basketball, or just like basketball in general, or just listening for something in the car. Just look for something in the car to keep them entertained. Hopefully, I don't put anybody to sleep. Hopefully my occasional jokes at least get a half smile out of you. That's kind of my goal and why I throw them in there. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and dive into this episode. As I said in our brief intro, this is a just a redraft, mock draft, um, nine-cat, head-to-head, 12-team, about as standard as it gets. It's going to be on Yahoo. Um, we, As of right now, hopefully a couple more people show up. I'm going to go ahead and put this on the screen. If you're watching uh, the video, you are now able to see the draft board. Um, as you can see, we have a few auto-drafts, but hopefully those people will show up so we can have real picks. If not, hopefully it doesn't throw off ADPs or anything too much. Uh, But it was a struggle to find 12 people to do this mock. So I appreciate everybody that hopped in this. Um, And I'm not going to even try and find replacements. So maybe next time, if you were wanting to be in this, but you weren't able to make it, let me know. That'll let me know that more than 11 other people wanted to be in this. And we'll make sure to get a replacement in next time. But uh, we're starting this out. Uh, I have the fifth pick. A lot of times when I've been doing some mocks recently, I've been trying to get towards the end drafts, partially because nobody, everybody says that it's the worst spot to draft from this year, uh, which I just wanted to practice, see what everything was all about. Um, so I'm kind of used to that. I don't think I've done a mock draft from the fifth spot. So hopefully this doesn't go horribly. Um, but yeah, so I'm driving from the fifth spot. I will be reading out the picks as they come. Um, and just in case you're listening to this on the audio version, uh, I will be calling them all out and giving my thoughts on some of the surprising ones or just interesting ones or just guys I feel like talking about. Um, but right now looking at the fifth pick, uh, this is on Yahoo. So I'm looking at ADPs and based on it, that I'm going to be looking at Tyrese Halliburton, or SGA with my pick, uh, but wow, if you're watching the video, uh, Yahoo sounds just made me jump. I, I had to turn that off. Okay, cool. Hopefully you got a laugh out of that if you're watching. All right, so number one pick on the clock, and I'm assuming that's going to be Nikola Jokic, but yep, went ahead and auto-drafted. Nikola Jokic, or maybe just that was an actual draft. Not really sure. It said auto draft. So Jokic, unsurprisingly, first pick of the draft. Not much really to add there. I mean, I think Jokic should be going first in every single draft. Not too concerned. Not much to add there. I'm actually going to take this as a chance to drink water while we wait for pick number two which I presume will be Joel Embiid. His X rank is two on Yahoo. Um, and this is looks like it's going to be an auto pick, auto draft. So it should be Joel Embiid. Just kidding. It is Luka Doncic. Um, yeah, cool. So this leaves Raphael Johnson from Roto World on the board, and he takes Joel Embiid. Good pick there, Raph. I'm pretty sure uh, that's... Embiid will be going second in a lot of drafts, but those are probably the top three there. So Tyrese Halliburton just went at four. That leaves me on the clock at five to select pretty much between Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, or SGA, kind of depending on what you're looking for. 
I think I'm going to go ahead and go with hmm. I was thinking getting Tyrese Halliburton was going to be it for me. And then I was going to go guard, but Jason Tatum being there, I, uh, I think I might go ahead and get him, get a small forward. So I got Jason Tatum at five and, and Raf commented, Luca being the second pick threw me for a loop there. Um, like I said, I was expecting Embiid to go second, but ended up being uh Luca, which not a bad pick. I think Luca is obviously just going to put up pretty insane numbers every single game, just like he did last year. Obviously his value is hurt slightly by his turnovers and his surprisingly subpar free throw percentage. Um, don't have the numbers up with me because we're doing this mock, but for a guy that hits step backs with relative ease, it's always surprising with how bad he is at free throws. Um, but generally, that's something you can deal with, you can adjust for, uh, especially because it's not awful, awful. It's just not as good as you'd expect for a guy that can shoot as well as he can. So I took – so just to recap, Jokic at one, Luka two, Joel Embiid three, Tyrese Halliburton four, Jason Tatum five, SGA six, and now Phoenix Rising is on the clock with pick seven. And they went Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is obviously – maybe not obviously if you're not – on Twitter, actively looking at fantasy basketball conversation. He's more of a polarizing player just because of his poor free throw percentage, uh, at least really, really bad last season. It wasn't always as bad as it was last year. I'm pretty sure it's an eight percentage point drop from the previous season to last year, which had him finishing outside the top 100 in nine cap. But I think my counterpoint to that, because generally guys that finish outside the top 100 aren't being drafted seventh. But I don't have the the people off the top of my head. But look at the five people that finished, or five players that finished right above Giannis, like in, in that 100, 101, 102 range. And just ask yourself, would I trade them directly for Giannis? Or would that person say yes? Giannis is not outside the top 100. He doesn't just make it impossible to win free throws. He hurts your free throws, but it's not something you can't adjust for. Giannis deserved to go in the first round. I have no problem taking him at seven. Uh, we've had a few picks since then. Steph Curry went eight, Damian Lillard nine, Anthony Edwards 10, Kevin Durant 11, and now Mark from Sports Ethos. He's been doing some awesome dynasty content for them. He's on the clock uh, for back-to-back picks. He did tell me this was his first mock draft of the year, so he's been doing a lot of dynasty stuff. Wouldn't be surprised if he kind of went Wemby Scoot right here, Wemby Lamello, just to maybe – Maybe he's got too much of a dynasty mindset on him, but we'll see what happens here. Anthony Edwards at 10, I think it's if you look at numbers and how he'll finish in nine cat, it might be a tad high. Uh, but obviously everybody's expecting a big season from Anthony Edwards and expecting that to translate to a lot of fantasy success. We've seen him be awesome with Team USA. Um he's a guy that can get points, rebounds, decent assists, but also is good enough defensively to get steals and blocks. Field goal percentage isn't great, but he's also just got that hype factor, that fun factor. He's an enjoyable player to root for. Um, Taking him inside the top 10 is bold, but I feel like everybody's being bold with him this so far in drafts. Uh, It's not shocking to me that he's going kind of late first round. I would expect by the early second round that he's gone in most drafts. Um, so Mark went ahead and picked Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving back-to-back, both guys that will probably on a per-game basis finish in the top 10. Uh, availability has been a bit of an issue for them. And then we had LaMelo Ball went, and then Donovan Mitchell, Jaron Jackson Jr., and then Devin Booker. So those were LaMelo was 14, Donovan Mitchell 15, Jaron Jackson 16. Yeah, my mouth's right. And then Devin Booker 17. Um, so now we have the team that took Giannis in the first round is back on the clock for their second pick. And since I'm here by myself, don't have to worry about anybody stealing my strategy. This isn't live. I'm really hoping that uh, Trey Young falls to me. I don't think it's necessarily some elite pairing to get him with Jason Tatum, but I'm a Hawks fan. One, two, he's a guy that just like Jason Tatum is probably going to play about 75 games. Um, and he actually is there for me. I'm going to take a second before I uh, draft him because after Devin Booker went Desmond Bain and Mikhail Bridges, 
Uh, I think Bain is probably a little bit of a lofty pick here or lofty expectations to take him here. Um, he's going to be really good when John Morant is out. And I think getting him in the third round is good, but middle of the second is probably a tad early, but he is a guy that will help out Giannis and help keep that uh, free throw percentage from being too bad. And then Mikhail Bridges, I think everybody's expecting a big season from him as well. I went ahead and selected Trey Young, but yeah, Mikhail Bridges is going to be the guy in Brooklyn. I have question marks or concerns about how long that lasts because well, I think he's a very good player. I question, you know, what's what's that look like a year from now? Or excuse me, by the trade deadline, I forget. Most some of my concerns are dynasty concerns, and I know I'm usually talking about that, but are the Nets making moves to bring in somebody else at the trade deadline, like consolidating a little bit to try and bring in a superstar? Mikhail Bridges, I don't know if he can be the best player on a championship team. But he's been awesome for Team USA. He was really good for Brooklyn late last season. So hopefully uh, that pick will end up paying off. So then I went uh, Trey Young. And like I said, Hawks fan. I'm, I'm reading the comments as I'm going through it. And Mark called him a Lakers star. And I, he knows I'm a Hawks fan, I think. So, yeah, he added a smiley face. Um, the Lakers have interest in Trey Young. I'm sure the Lakers also have interest in every other player that has sniffed an all-star game uh, just trying to quote unquote pair them with LeBron and AD, but you know, what the heck are the Lakers trading to be able to get Trey young? Are they compiling other LA sports teams and taking some guys from the Dodgers to throw on the Braves and just make them more stacked? I just, I don't know how you uh, actually make a trade for Trey young to the Lakers, but getting off track as I usually do. Um, I'm not, thinking that Trey Young and Jason Tatum is some elite pairing, but guys that are going to play a lot of game and put up high-volume stats. Um, after Trey Young went James Harden, then Demonis Sabonis, Fred Van Vliet, then Kawhi Leonard, and Laurie Markkinen, Jimmy Butler, and DeJounte Murray. And then now there's one more pick before I go. Um, and the team picking right now got Tyrese Halliburton and James Harden, so I assume that they're not going to go with another guard. Best available guys right now are LeBron, Cat, Paul George, Siakam, and Victor Wembanyama by ADP. Um, so assuming it's probably going to be one of those guys there, um, but I guess we'll have to see. Um, not feeling super excited about any of those guys if they were to fall to me. So Paul George went. So now I have to decide who I'm going to pair with Tatum and Trey Young. Um I'm not going to go with any sort of punt strategy because I don't know that I can do a punt strategy while also talking through every single pick and doing a show. So um, I'm just going to kind of go with best available each pick and I'm going to go cat. He was a guy that was going late first round last year, obviously had pretty bad season because of injuries. I'm assuming he's back. I'm banking on a bounce back year. Even if it's not first round value, I'm happy to get him here. The third I don't think he has a lot of injury concerns just because he had a bad injury last year. I'm not too concerned about that. I feel better about taking him than a guy like LeBron who may play 50 something games. Like I feel more confident in Cat's ability to at least get to that 65 threshold that I feel like is kind of where you need to be evaluating players. If you're looking for somebody that's going to be quote unquote available, are they playing 65 games? There's so many stars now that, I mean, at the best, I was talking about Jason Tatum and Trey Young being readily available, and they're playing games in the 70s-ish. That's that's about the most you're getting. I mean, guys like Kawhi and Paul George, LeBron James went the pick after me. Those are guys that you know that their focus is on the playoffs. They have nagging injuries. They have knee issues, not more so for Paul George and Kawhi. But they have injuries that are going to keep them out of games. Anthony Davis, I think it's all the L.A. stars that are the focal point. But there are other stars like that, um, which everybody knows. But I feel better about Cat's availability. And now I have three younger stars uh, that are that should play a lot of games, give me a lot of threes, a lot of points. I feel good about where I'm at right now. Um, Trey Young's issue is obviously his field goal percentage. But Tatum and Cat should help with that. 
So I'm feeling good at having a general balanced team at this point without too many liabilities other than turnovers, but who cares about those? So after Cat, LeBron went, and then we had De'Aaron Fox, Pascal Siakam, and Cade Cunningham. It just thrills me to see Cade going in the third round, but I, I guess I have questions, not because I don't believe in Cade as a player, if you look at my dynasty rankings, he's in the top 10. I really, really like him, but I question why he's going this early. He was awesome. Uh, Team USA, the select camp uh, playing against Team USA it was great there. All the reports were really good, but he didn't play over the final however many games it was, like 70-ish or around 70 games. And heading into last season, I think that guys like Evan Mobley, and Scotty Barnes were ranked kind of equivalently to Cade, you know, the three guys that were competing for Rookie of the Year. And now, because we saw Evan Mobley play and Scotty Barnes play and not be dominant, their ADP has slipped a little bit. Are we going to see that from Cade now, or is his third round justified? I mean, he has the talent too. Is that production going to happen right now, or is it going to take him – a few months is it going to be next season after he has like a, an actual because if we're calling last season his second season i mean he barely played so is this going to be more like a sophomore season until a few months in um it's not i'm not questioning the talent i love kate cunningham but i uh i wonder why the general consensus aside from his performance uh against team usa I wonder why the general consensus is that he, he's going to be this good. Especially because if we look at the next few picks, it was Darius Garland, Miles Turner, and Jalen Brown uh, wrapping out the third round. Um, and if you look at it right there, like Darius Garland was great last year. I mean, obviously Donovan Mitchell is taking away some of his numbers, but really good source of points and assists. And what's Cade giving you? that guy like Garland isn't. That's just kind of my thought process. Obviously you have the hype factor with Cade, um, at least for me. So I have no problem with taking him in the third, but Miles Turner, Jalen Brown, and then Jalen Brunson uh, to start off the fourth round. Brunson's a guy that uh, was awesome last year, uh, even better in the playoffs and then really good for team USA. Um, he doesn't, you know, he scores, gets assists. I don't think he's great defensively. He's pretty efficient. Um, actually, before I start just saying stuff and somebody's going to say, no, and no, that was horrible. He's actually not that efficient. Um, okay, yeah, so he shot 49.1% from the floor last year. Okay, so I wanted to make sure that was right. Um, and that's that's pretty good. I, if we're looking at Mark's team, he's got AD, Kyrie, Jalen Brown, and Jalen Brunson. Those are a bunch of guys that are going to shoot a high percentage from the floor. Um, then we had Drew Holiday, Bam Adebayo, there's Evan Mobley, and Nikola Vucevic. And I'm incredibly surprised that Victor Wimpanyama hasn't been taken yet. I, I feel like his ADP is kind of, I don't know, dropping, I think, before when it would uh, when Adam King would ask every analyst – where do you think you'll take Wemby next year? I think the consensus was third or fourth round, but somebody in your league is going to take him in the second. I feel like the last few mocks I've been in, he's hasn't gone till the third or fourth round. Um, and I did uh, Josh Lloyd's auction mock, and he was only $20 uh, valued there. And I think that was another steal. And I feel like people are uh, more hesitant to take him. I feel like his ADP is going to start to drop. Um, as he just went there, puts me on the clock. So after Evan Mobley, Nikola Vucevic, Julius Randle, and then Victor Wembanyama. So now I'm on the clock. And I'm going to go ahead and take another fun pick um, to go with Cat Trey Young, Jason Tatum. Um, I was actually going to take Wemby there just because it was the fourth round. He went one pick before, so I'm going to get the other fun young rookie big, and I'm going to go Chet Holmgren. Um, he'll get me blocks. I mean, he'll do other things as well, but the blocks is kind of what I'm taking him for there along with the other stats. I think pairing him with Cat. Cat's not a great shot blocker, but he might be able to get me one a game. So I'm happy to get Chet in the fourth round. ADP was 43 
I got him at pick 43, 44. So great value, Noah, great value. Um, but the surprising pick was Julius Randle going at 42. Um, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know if his X rank or his just general rank is high and that threw off whoever was drafting there. But Randall's definitely a guy that I just personally avoid in nine cat, uh, his just poor field goal percentage and a lot of turnovers kind of tanks his value for me. Doesn't do a ton defensively. Um, I prefer guys that either get really good defensive stats or can just dominate rebounds or assists or something like that. Something other than scoring. Um, but also it doesn't really, I don't know. That's just kind of what I'm saying. My model is right now. And I was just trying to make sure my team fit that as well. But Julius Randle is a guy that I just am avoiding. So I think fourth round is definitely early. Um, you can probably justify in round seven or eight, but the scoring upside, the rebounding, he gets assists. So it's not, he can't like ruin it, especially if you are trying to fix out your, uh, if you have guys that can help with your field goal percentage, which that team also has Giannis, Desmond Bain, and De'Aaron Fox. So the field goal percentage should be a little fixed there. And then, like I said earlier, everybody punts turnovers. Not not punting turnovers is, is lame, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe it's smart for some people to do it, and it's not a bad strategy if you get the right guys. But that's that's the lame one to punt. Let's do something fun. Let's, let's have fun with this. It's fantasy basketball. Let's do it. Um, so I got Chet. Um, one pick after Wemby, and then Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Walker Kessler, OG Ananobi, Jamal Murray, DeMar DeRozan, and Nick Claxton. So we've had two other centers go off the board um, with Kessler and Claxton that are going to block a ton of shots and tank your field goal percentage, but they don't shoot a ton, so they shoot a ton of free throws, so it shouldn't, shouldn't matter that much. Um, so it's pretty good there. Um, I'm on the clock in two picks. Raf just took Jordan Poole, which is a great pick. He's going to have a great season. Zach Hanshu has also made it clear that Jordan Poole will lead the league in scoring this year. He is standing by that. He is willing to take $5 bets if anybody's interested. Um, and then Zach Levine went the pick before me. So now I'm on the clock. Uh, according to ADP, some of the guys that I could take here are Brandon Ingram, DeAndre Ayton, Scotty Barnes, Brooke Lopez, Tyrese Maxey, and Paolo Bancaro. Um, a couple other guys I consider like Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams. I'm not going to double up on Thunder players. Um, so I think right now I'm looking at either Scotty Barnes or Paolo Bancaro. Um, I'll go Scotty. I haven't really gotten Scotty in many drafts this year uh, just because of the way things have turned out, but I'm going to go ahead and get him. Huge Scotty Barnes fan. Um, so the, the guys I was trying to avoid, uh, Brandon Ingram, I just I question his games. I, I don't know how many games he's going to play. If he plays 65 games and I'm just totally wrong, he's going to end up having a really good year, but he has a bit of that label of injury prone. And I just, I don't want to mess with that. And then Deandre Ayton, I feel like I've been kind of low on him the past couple seasons. And I think there's a chance that he kind of bounces back this year. and has a really good season. It seemed like, and granted, I'm not an insider, it's just based on reports I've read um, and trying to piece things together. But that he didn't have a great relationship with Chris Paul or Monty Williams, and both those guys are gone. Now, he doesn't have the pick-and-roll expert or literally probably the best pick-and-roll operator of all time in Chris Paul to feed him easy shots. But I think that maybe that makes him feel more comfortable uh, to play, and maybe he can't have a bounce back here, so I don't. I'm not as out on him this year as I was last year. Um, Brooke Lopez, great for shot blocks and or block shots and threes, but if he doesn't replicate the numbers like he did last year, it's going to end up being kind of a waste of a pick. He's also older, and one injury could kind of derail him. He's an old seven-footer. I mean, fingers crossed. I'm not hoping he gets hurt, obviously, uh, but I think fifth round's a little early for me. Um, Alperin Shengun went the pick after me, um, and then Josh Giddy, and then Brandon Ingram went there. Um, Shengun is a guy that I 
really liked coming into the draft and, you know, read reports and things like that. It was before my days of scouting, but everything I read was like advanced stats that he was going to be really, really good. Comes in the league. He's a fun player to watch really good offensively. He's not a great defender. He's not defending at the level like the other guys on the team. So it's, I, I think I've written this a few times this summer. What does that look like in Houston? Is it, Dylan Brooks and Jabari Smith and Tari Eason and all these guys are enough defensively that they can kind of mask Shangun a little bit. You know, they can stay in front of their guys. So Shangun doesn't have to sit down there and try and be a shot blocker or is, is he not active enough and able to you know be a defensive menace the same way the whole team wants to be and get out and run. And he has to have his minutes limited or, is he just kind of kind of hide on defense and just you know play average defense but not really do much and then they run the half court offense through him that i think that would be best case scenario you could probably still get you a steal on a block a game i think he got 0.9 of each last year but he's obviously i mean he's not guarding a, some of the top centers one-on-one not many players are but he's a little defender so I have questions about how much he plays. He's the starting center, but I think the difference is, is he playing 24 to 26 minutes a game or is he able to play 30? Um, So then Josh Giddy, Brandon Ingram, Bradley Beal went, um, and then wrapping out round five was Franz Wagner, Jalen Williams, and DeAndre Ayton, and then Jared Allen to start off round six. Franz Wagner and Jalen Williams are two guys I really, really like. Um, Jalen Williams obviously has a chance to lead the league in steals uh, over the final two months, I believe, of last season. He led the league in steals. Young player. I don't think that factoring in Chet Holmgren is going to impact Jalen Williams because, one, Chet Holmgren isn't going to come in and be some high-volume shot taker. But, two, Jalen Williams wasn't a high-volume shot taker. He was incredibly efficient. Uh, I don't remember exactly what his field goal percentage was off the top of my head, but it was over 50%. Um, and I could also be mixing it up with just his final two months stats. So one of those is true. He's either very, very efficient down the stretch or very efficient over the course of his rookie season. Um, I think he's going to have another really good season. And then Franz Wagner, uh, loved him coming out of college out of Michigan fits in well with their 11 lottery picks or whatever, uh, and ends up being, or what, however many they have, excuse me, I'm reading these comments as I'm talking. Um, and he's very good. I think the question is how aggressive is he going to be? Is uh, that kind of limits how much he actually produces? I think he's more talented than what his production shows, I guess what I'm trying to say. So after J- Jared Allen kicked off this round, Cam Johnson, Tyrese Maxey, Paolo Bancaro, Brooke Lopez, Rudy Gobert, I'm on deck. Um, the comments are already flooding in about me being only able to take one player. And Tyler Hero went. So that means everybody in here is expecting me to take Derek White. And I want to do it, but I can't. I can't do it. I have to take Devin Vassell. He is, I like him more. I like him more than Derek White. Um, I am surprised how many guys I like here in this range. Thank you guys for taking all the guys I didn't really want. Um, Sorry to disappoint. I'm not going to be taking Derek White, but it's not because I think it's a bad pick. I just think Devin Vassell is a better pick. I doubt Derek White gets back to me, but I'm but I'm happy with Devin Vassell. That, that's good with me here. Um, so we'll see um, if Derek White's able to get back around to me. Um, Zion Williamson went the pick after, and that's a great pick. And then Raft took Derek White, which I'm not surprised. If I wanted him, I needed to take him there. That's fine. Um, but Zion Williamson in the sixth round, obviously, I mean, that could end up being incredible value. Um, I didn't take him for a couple of reasons. One, uh, the health and availability. Um, I know Devin Vassell is coming off a season where he played like 30-something games due to a real knee injury. Um, I'm hoping that I don't think there's any reason to think that that would linger into this season. I think he'll be ready to go to start the year. I'm going to drag this down for those watching it so we can stay up to date with the draft board. 
Um, but yeah, I think Vassell's in for a big season. I think there's a chance that I think I heard Adam King say this on a podcast. I don't remember which one of his I was listening to. And I agree. Um, Devin Vassell has a chance to lead San Antonio in nine cat value. Um, simply, I, I think the reason for that, obviously the only other guy that really could is Victor Wembenyama. Or I guess Zach Collins could as well. Um, but I think Wemby might have a couple of things hold him back. Uh, a couple of, you know, maybe a lower field goal percentage than many may expect. Um, but I'm back on the clock. I'm going to review the picks momentarily once I kind of decide on who I'm going to take. Um, I'm just going to go with my gut here and go Buddy Healed, I think, or Anthony Simons. I like both. I'm going to... I'm going to go Anthony Simons. That's more fun for me. Buddy Hill's good. Buddy Hill will play a lot of games and he'll hit a lot of threes. Um, so Anthony Simons will do the same thing. And that's kind of what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Anthony Simons. Fun pick. Now let me review. So after Zion Williamson, Raf took Derek White from me. Um, and then Chris Paul, Clint Capella, Michael Porter Jr., Jeremy Grant, another guy that I really like that I would have absolutely taken if he got back around to me. Jalen Green, Chris Middleton, Anthony Simons, John Morant, Kyle Kuzma, and Mitchell Robinson. So Buddy Hill continues to slip. Maybe probably won't make it back around to me, but that's okay. I feel a little bit better about that. Um, let's see. What do we want to talk about? So Chris Paul. I have, I am very low on Chris Paul this year. I have a lot of questions about what the role looks like in Golden State. How, like, how does that fit? Now, Golden State is a team that can make it work. They have been adaptable. They have adapted to a lot of players that have come through their team while they've had Steph, Clay, and Dre as the core. But I feel like this one's a little different. Like, is Chris Paul going to kind of adjust their system? cut, play off the ball, get some catch-and-shoot shots. Is he doing that, or are they going to integrate him into the offense in his game and be more pick-and-roll heavy? Not not dominant and only doing pick-and-rolls, but using you know maybe him and, and Draymond or a Chris Paul and Steph Curry screen, screen and roll, uh, where Steph pops – or, yeah, pick-and-pop, I guess, not pick-and-roll, but – um, is that something that they look at? I'm sure that maybe they try. I don't know. I think they have some creative options, but I don't know how that translates for fantasy. I think that they can make it work in real life. I don't know how they really make it work well for fantasy. Um, so I'm probably never going to get Chris Paul because I probably wouldn't take him until round eight or nine. And if I'm not mistaken, that was uh, round seven that he just went in. Yeah. Um, so since then, so John Morant went after me, which I mean, suspended the first 25 games, but going to give you great, great value after that. Um, and then Kyle Kuzma, Mitchell Robinson, Austin Reeves, Terry Rozier, Mark Williams, and Marcus smart to wrap up. That was round. No, that was round seven. Excuse me. Chris Paul went round six and then round eight, D'Angelo Russell, Mark Hill, Fultz, Tyus Jones, and miles bridges. So Austin Reeves, another guy that has a lot of hype heading into this season, partially because of team USA performance, partially because of his playoff performance. And I think Austin Reeves is a very good basketball player, but I'm probably not going to get him in any drafts this year. Cause I wouldn't take him till round nine. Like I just, I just wouldn't, uh, to me, he's a guy that he may barely finish in the top 100. Um, I think that there's a real chance that he finishes outside just because he's, in, in nine cat value, what all is he bringing to the table? Efficiency. He's a pretty good score. Gets you a few rebounds, a few assists. Not really getting you many defensive stats. Maybe maybe he improves. I, I think he averaged half a steal a game. Maybe he gets to 0.8. Maybe he gets to a steal per game. I don't think that's enough for me to take him in the top 100. Um, so now it's back around to me. Um, but he'll went two picks before. So now... I have to decide the top couple guys are Clay Thompson, Jakob Pertl, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Smith, Scoot Henderson, um, Trey Murphy, whose ADP is sliding after the injury uh, that was reported earlier today. 
I think what I'm going to do is, let's see, what do I, I need a starting center or just utility spots. I like to get my centers late in the draft. Um, I don't think I'll be able to get all my guys, but I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins. I think that maybe some people don't like that pick and that's fine. I think he was awesome to start this past season and then had, I think an injury and then personal reasons that caused him to miss like two months. And when he came back, he could never really get caught back up. But heading into last season, he was coming off a really good playoff performance, really good in the finals. Talked about wanting to make an de- all-defensive team. He was an improved rebounder, and we saw all of that to start the season. If he didn't start missing games and was able to play a full year, I think there's a chance that we saw Andrew Wiggins on an all-defensive team. Very possible. However, now he's kind of thought of lower because of a very sluggish final few months of the season. Wasn't great in the playoffs. I think he had a couple good games, but I have no problem taking him there. Um, just outside the top 100, ADP was 92 point something. So it may have been a couple picks early. I don't remember exactly what my pick was as far as numbers go, but I, I'm believing in the Andrew Wiggins bounce back. I think he's in for a really, really good season. Uh, it may not be quite as good as he started last year, but he showed an ability to get defensive stats to be an improved rebounder. I think if he played more, I think it was still his the best fantasy season of his career, even though the final few months weren't great. He's not the same Andrew Wiggins that he was for the first seven or eight years of his career. Attribute that to Golden State, their culture, their coaching staff. I know a lot of people like to say Steve Kerr is not a good coach, but that's just not true. I mean, if you look at every team that's won a championship, they have a star player. He has four rings um, as a coach. I think there's it's it's not like correct to label him as a bad coach or a washed coach or whatever, overrated. Um, before I extend my tangent, I do need to get a center. Um, I said I like to get my centers late. I'm going to go ahead and get my guy that I'm really banking on the breakout whether it's a trade that happens that allows him to start or he just kind of takes over a starting role. Maybe that's more me being hopeful than actually being realistic. I think Onyeko Okongwu, who finished in the top 80, maybe top 75 around there last year in nine cap. I'm taking him at pick 101, which I'm happy with. I think it's a little above his ADP, but he finished in the top 75 and I know it's the nine cat value. It's the centers. It's the gets blocks, shoots a high percentage from the, like from the floor gets rebounds. Blocks are scarce makes his value great, but he's also not that bad of a free throw shooter. Not as bad as some other centers. He showcased an ability and a tendency to space out his shooting a little bit um, and take some threes. Uh, only happened a couple times with Quinn Snyder has talked about wanting to get him shooting outside the three-point line. I'm not saying that's going to make him valuable from deep, but I think it shows that they believe in his growth and wanting to include him in the offense. I'm all in on him this year, but let me go through, because I realize now that I skipped uh, talking about the picks in between. So after I went Andrew Wiggins, it went Clay Thompson, Daniel Gafford, great pick Raff was definitely hoping to get him. On the flip, uh, I was going to have to decide between him and Okongwu. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jakob Pertl, and then to start the next round, DeAnthony Melton, Trey Jones, Tobias Harris, Scoot Henderson, Iwin Okongwu, Shaden Sharp, Jabari Smith, John Collins, Jaden McDaniels, and Jonas Valanciunas. Um, and then Jalen Duran just went, dang it. Um, that was another center that I like to get. I've been doing random Yahoo mocks where I just hop in with whoever's deciding to do drafts um, and centers. A lot of the centers I like this year tend to slip. So you got Mark Williams, Okongwu, Jalen Duran, Zach Collins, Daniel Gafford. A lot of guys like that tend to slip in these random mocks. So I'm not really banking on getting them and all of them in every draft I do. But when I've done mocks, I've been going guards early and getting those guys late. I'm hoping that I can at least get Zach Collins back around to me. His ADP is kind of low, so unless people know to look for him, they tend to forget. Um, Let me pull up, see where he is. 
I have to scroll down a good bit. So his, his ADP is 137. I probably don't need to get him in this next round um, at 116, but then my next pick is 125, and that leaves Raph picking twice before I pick again. So I might go ahead and get Zach Collins here. Um, I don't even remember if I've talked to Raph about liking Zach Collins, but I can't risk it. Um, although I guess I could I could look at his rankings and uh, and see how high he is on Zach Collins before making my decision. But I won't do that. I'm just going to take my guy at pick 116, make sure I get him, assuming he's still there. Um, another guy that's still on the board, uh, Trey Murphy. Over the past two days, they've announced a meniscus injury for him and that he's seeking further testing. I think they're looking for clarity on the extent of the injury and whether he'll have surgery or not. Obviously, the timeline for his return is there isn't one yet. We don't know how long he'll be out. Wide range of time periods that it could be. It could be a few weeks. It could be a few months. Um, we don't really know yet. Um, so we'll see. But he's still there. His ADP is 99.7. This is now pick 112. He's slipping. Uh, so if anybody was curious about how that would look, Draymond Green just went, um, which is the that leaves Trey Murphy is the only guy left that has an ADP that is earlier than pick 100. But let me review some of the picks. So I think I ended with Jalen Duran being selected. So then Aaron Gordon and Jordan Clarkson to wrap up uh, round nine and start round 10. And then Keegan Murray, Wendell Carter Jr., Draymond Green, and Keldon Johnson. Um, Keldon Johnson's a guy that can score a lot. Uh, I have questions about him providing much else, but when you're in round 10, that's not a bad option at all. He's going to be a really good scoring option. Hit a ton of threes, and I mean, teams are going to try and double Victor Wembanyama. There's going to be a lot of hype around him. Nobody's going to want to be like the team that Wemby has his first 40 point or 30 point game against. So they're going to take them seriously because of all the hype, the national television presence. Kelton Johnson isn't going to be trying to play hero ball the way he was at times last year. I think he's going to get better looks. So after Kelton Johnson went Russell Westbrook and Rashawn Holmes, that leaves me on the clock and I'm going to go ahead and grab Zach Collins because that kind of leaves me with the opportunity to get more guards, more have more fun. Um, hopefully, Trey Murphy gets back around to me, but maybe it's maybe I should just take Trey Murphy here. That's probably the smart thing to do. But I'm going to take Zach Collins because I'm very high on him. Want everybody to know I'm very high on him, and that they should try and get him in their drafts and put my money where my mouth is. Even though this is just a mock, I'm going to go ahead and take Zach Collins. Um, and we're going to see how far Trey Murphy falls. Maybe that's a better experiment is to see how far he falls. And I don't know, maybe he'll make it back around to me. Maybe I let him go again just to see if anybody else takes him. But uh, after Zach Collins, after I took Zach Collins, Bruce Brown, and then Raph took Kevin Herter. My goodness, he probably has my draft board. That's crazy. I've been getting Kevin Herter in every draft, every redraft that I've been doing recently. And then after Herder, Bobby Portis, um, obviously he's coming off the bench, but if Brooke Lopez or Giannis misses the game, Bobby Portis is entering the starting lineup and getting a double-double. It's all guaranteed. Great option there, and he's still very effective off the bench. After him, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, let's see. Bruce Brown went after Zach Collins, after I took Zach Collins. And he is he was really good for Denver uh, last year, specifically in the playoffs. And I think that... Uh, that's something that he can carry into Indiana. He can bring them with a championship presence. And I don't know, maybe it'll be some good fantasy value out of it. He can get defensive stats. He can hit a three. He's a pretty good rebounder. I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens. Um, so I'm back on the clock. After Gary, so after Bobby Portis, Gary Trent Jr., Ivica Zubats, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, Herb Jones, Tari Eason. Um, so Raph went ahead and got Herb Jones. He's going to be the guy that starts if Trey Murphy, well, assuming Trey Murphy isn't good to go to start the season. Um, I'm going to let Trey Murphy continue to slip and just see how far he can slip. Um, and I'm going to go Bojan. 
I'm going to go Bojan Bogdanovic. He, uh, he's really only going to score and maybe get like – no, he's really just going to score and hit threes. Uh, he was really good for Detroit last year, specifically taking a, a large portion of the offensive load after Kate Cunningham went down. Um, he should be more of an efficient scorer this year as opposed to just a high-volume scorer. Uh, but he'll help space the floor. He's going to be a really good starter, play an important role for them. I've been liking getting him late in drafts. Uh, I feel like he's pretty reliable. And he missed games last year, especially late, but it was kind of like the, oh, we're kind of tanking at this point of the year. Like, there's no reason for us to play him. So I I think he should be more available than he was. And I think he's going to be very effective and I think that if Trey Murphy gets back around to me at this point, I just kind of have to take him. Uh, but I don't think he will. We're wrapping up round 11. I went Bogdanovich. Ben Simmons went after me, and I was I was thinking about going Ben Simmons there. I really was. Uh, just because I've been – I keep reading stuff, and it's making me think he's going to he's gonna bounce back. And I'm, I'm starting to get my hopes up a little bit about Ben Simmons. Ho- hopefully I'm not getting my hopes up for no reason. Maybe there's a legit – you know, maybe I'll be – really happy to see Ben Simmons playing basketball again. And it's going to be, it's going to be great because he's on a more likable team. I don't really like the 76ers. Don't like the 76ers. Um, not because anything against Philly, but this is a fun team to not like had a good playoff battle with the Hawks. Um, but more likable on this Brooklyn team. That's kind of like the, a bunch of guys that got traded to Brooklyn to make to get their superstars out of there. So it's a bunch of guys just trying to figure things out. I think it's fun to root for. After Ben Simmons, RJ Barrett, um, he's kind of like Kelton Johnson or Kyle Kuzma or Julius Randle. Actually, he's not even like Kyle Kuzma and Julius Randle because those guys get you rebounds and, and assists. RJ Barrett is like a less efficient Kelton Johnson. He's going to get you probably 20 points a game. He's not going to be very efficient about it, and he's not going to get you anything else. He's not really a guy that I'm targeting in category leagues. Um, great for points leagues. Then we had Malcolm Brogdon. Trey Murphy finally went. Um, so if anybody is keeping track, Trey Murphy fell to pick 129 um, after having an ADP of earlier than 100. He went. He fell to 129. Um just, I guess, keep that in mind for when you're doing your drafts is that uh, he's fallen. So then after Trey Murphy, Obi Toppin, great upside pick there. Then Jeremy Sohan, Sadiq Bay, PJ Washington, Jaden Ivey, and Josh Hart. Obi Toppin is going to be super fun uh, in Indiana as a lob threat for Tyrese Halliburton to toss some dimes to. Um, will that lead to a lot of fantasy value? We'll see. It could. I, I don't know yet, um, but we'll see. Uh, Sohan, great. I I don't know if he'll start. I think everybody's kind of 50-50 on it, whether it's him or Keldon Johnson. Um, I'm pretty sure Sohan's going to come off the bench, but still play a really big role. Uh, so I have no problem taking him this late. Sadiq Bey, he's going to start for the Hawks, and he's going to hit a lot of threes, and Trey Young is going to get a lot of assists to him. So I think that's good value here, even if he is not going to get you a ton other than some points, threes, and rebounds. He was more efficient after he joined the Hawks. Um, I'm back on the clock, so I'm going to resume talking about the picks after I make my selection, which, let's see, I have two picks left, so I'll, I'll take a pretty legit pick here, and I'm going to take Emmanuel quickly, I think. Let me look through here real quick. Um yeah, I'm going to take Emmanuel quickly. I really like him. I think that uh, when he gets the chance to play a lot, he does really, really well. He's just been limited in a six-man role. I just want him to be free. I want them to either start him or – and I get why they don't. I get that he's a really good really good six-man for them. And Quentin Grimes is kind of more of a 3-and-D guy that fits better alongside their high-volume scoring stars. Um 
maybe it doesn't make sense for the Knicks or Knicks fans, but I'd love to see him traded somewhere he can start. But if we are circling back around, so after Steak Bay, PJ Washington, Jaden Ivey, Josh Hart, Dennis Schroeder, Kevin Porter Jr., Brandon Miller, that's just the third rookie, if I'm not mistaken. He went before both Thompson's wins as well. Uh, Mike Conley, Emmanuel Quickly, and then after that, Al Horford, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, Kyle Anderson, Isaiah Stewart, Gordon Hayward, and now we are in the final round, um, which means I have to make my fun high upside pick. Um, I think if he's there, I might go with Asar Thompson. I'm on the clock after Raf got Keontae George. And then Christian Wood just went. That's a really good pick. I don't know what his role looks like, but he's been in the top 100 the last three years because I was writing the blurb earlier or last night. Last night. Uh, at this point, it'll be two nights ago. But um, he could have some really, really good games when Anthony Davis is out or, or things like that. Um I'm going to take a star Thompson with my last pick, my upside pick, my upside swing. Um, I'm very happy with that. He could start this year. I think the, it just depends. They have some options. Could we see Cade, Jaden Ivey, Asar Thompson, uh, Bojan, Bogdanovich, Jalen Duran? Are they starting Bogdanovich at the three and running two bigs? We saw them do that, even if nobody really wants them to do that. Um, so Thompson's probably going to have a really good chance to start this year. And if he does that, he's on the floor. He can get defensive stats, gets, get assists. I like that upside pick in the last round. I think a lot of times probably the Thompson twins, specifically Asar, are going to go earlier than that. Um, but my dynasty mind always wants to take Amen Thompson first. Um, but Asar is going to be better this year. And then we had Javon Carter, Benedict Matherin, and Kyle Lowry. So we have four picks left. Um, as we see who is going to be selected. Uh, Raf took Keontae George. He's been pretty high on him for a little while now. Um, he could have a very legit role, especially if the Jazz aren't very good this year, which there's a very real chance that that happens. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Just waiting on three seconds left. Okay, Harrison Barnes went, so we have three picks left now. Um, and then Denny Abdija. Which means we have two picks left. Paul Reed, B-Ball Paul, and Mr. Irrelevant for this draft. Who will it be? Just waiting this out. Hopefully we can have this pick as I'm waiting um, just because I don't want to get started talking about anybody's team while we're waiting on this last pick to figure out who it's going to be. Mark, who is your Mr. Irrelevant? Who is your last pick to wrap up this round? Quentin Grimes. Okay, cool. So the draft is done now. I'm going to take a few minutes and kind of Go through everybody's team really quickly. Quentin Grimes is a good, solid pick to end that. Um, so we're going to start. Uh, first team is uh, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Laurie Markkinen, Jamal Murray, DeMar DeRozan, Clint Capella, Michael Porter Jr., Yanka Pertle, DeAnthony Melton, Gary Trent Jr., Ivica Zubats, uh, Isaiah Stewart, and Gordon Hayward uh, got the – three Denver guys there with Jokic, Jamal Murray, and MPJ. Um, let's see. Trying to see what pick might be most surprising or, or great value. I think these are all solid picks. I think Gary Trent Jr. might end up being the steal for me. I believe this was the last pick of round 10. Um, they traded away for Van Vliet, brought in Dennis Schroeder. Van Vliet's not some super high volume scorer, but he didn't shoot a great percentage. He did definitely take some shots. And where do those shots go now? I didn't shoot a shot four for 26 for Germany. I guarantee you that he it does not play in the second half of a game. If he starts off as slow as he did in that one, or maybe he gets benched for like three games after that. Nobody's letting Dennis shooter shoot four for 26 in a game in the NBA. Um, especially if they have other options. Um, I think Gary Trent Jr. could end up being a really good value there, have a really good season. We've seen him be a good scorer, good with getting steals, and 
I think you might have more of a chance to do that this year. Uh, second team, Luka Doncic, Fred Van Vliet, Jimmy Butler, OG Ananobi, Nick Claxton, Chris Paul, Jeremy Grant, Spencer Dinwiddie, Trey Jones, Bobby Portis, Yusuf Nurkic, Kyle Anderson, and Colin Sexton. Um, a bit surprising to see Luka go too, but not that it's horrible. I think it's just the expectation is basically that it's going to go Jokic and Bede in pretty much every redraft format there is. Uh, but got to get your guy. Luka's not a guy that you're saying, wow, that's absolutely absurd that you took him there. It's just, just a little surprising. No worries, though. Um, as far as value, I think Jeremy Grant is a guy that I'm pretty high on. I think he's going to have a really good season, especially if Dame gets traded. So I won't expand on that one. But two rounds later, Trey Jones in round nine. Uh, a lot of point guards went before him that I don't know if there's necessarily a really good justification for it. He's He was really good last year, uh, especially down the stretch. I don't know that he's their long-term starting point guard, but he was really good last year. He's going to start point guard this year. He's going to get assists. He's going to get steals. He's not a great shooter, but that's okay. Um, I like that value there. I would say, let's see. He took Luca, Fred Van Vliet, Chris Paul, Spencer Didwitty, Trey Jones, and Colin Sexton were the, the labeled point guards that he took. And I'd say Trey Jones might be the third best one. So I'd say that's more of a good value pick with Trey Jones than a, a reach with the other ones. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, good pick with Trey Jones. Raph went Joel Embiid, Demonis Sabonis, DeJounte Murray, Walker Kessler, Jordan Poole, Derek White, Jalen Green, Daniel Gafford, Tobias Harris, Kevin Herter, Herb Jones, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Keontae George. Some of these picks were that Roto World group think. I took a lot of the guys that that me and Zach also like. So, I don't know, maybe it's just a Roto World thing, but... Uh, Jordan Poole, Derek White, Daniel Gaffer are all picks that I love and would have absolutely made. Um, almost did make some of them. Some of them I was like, oh, maybe that guy will get back around to me, specifically with Gafford. Um, but good pick, Raph. Uh, not surprised. Great team. Um, and then we had Tyrese Halliburton, James Harden, Paul George, Chris Porzingis, Zach Levine, Zion Williamson, Chris Middleton, Clay Thompson, Scoot Henderson, Bruce Brown, Tari Eason, Al Horford, Christian Wood. Very solid team there. Obviously, just one massive question mark, and it's how many games played are you getting out of these guys? Um, the talent is incredible there. But Halliburton, I know he missed games last year because of uh, the Pacers started tanking, so that's fine. How many games is Harden playing this year? Who's he playing for? Paul George, how many games is he playing? Porzingis has had his injury history coming off a good, solid, healthy season. Levine has had knee issues. Zion, Middleton, Clay Thompson, a bunch of guys, Al Horford even. How many games are they playing? Incredible talent, really good team. Definitely could fall apart, but I think it's a good draft. Um, and Bruce Brown is a sneaky good pick. I really did like that Christian Wood pick, though, but we'll see how that one turns out. Um, I went Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Cat, Chet Holmgren, Scotty Barnes, Devin Vassell, Anthony Simons, Andrew Wiggins, Onyeka Kong, Zach Collins, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Emmanuel Quickly. Um, I liked a lot of my picks. Obviously, they're my guys, but um, I'll call Asar Thompson kind of my favorite pick because I feel like a lot of times, like Zach Collins, I went and reached and got my guy. But Asar Thompson, I feel like I got him around two later than – I would expect to, so I'm very happy to get him there. Then we had SGA, Mikhail Bridges, LeBron James, Wembenyama, Shengun, Tyler Hero, John Morant, Robert Williams, Shaden Sharp, Rashawn Holmes, Ben Simmons, Mike Conley, Javon Carter. Um, we'll say that uh, I really like the Rashawn Holmes pick. I don't know that I think he has a chance to start or at least play a really good sized role in Dallas with Luca, which should lead to some really good fantasy value there. I'll call that my favorite pick from that team. Um, a lot of the other ones were just solid ones. Um, and hopefully John Morant can be really good really quickly after he comes back. And if that team is ready to play in the fantasy playoffs, they're going to be very difficult to deal with. Uh, then we had Giannis, Desmond Bain, De'Aaron Fox, Julius Randle, Josh Giddy, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Kuzma, Buddy Heald, Jabari Smith, Russell Westbrook, R.J. Barrett, Brandon Miller, Ben Dickman-Matherin. I think my favorite pick out of that team was Buddy Heald because, like I said, I, I was about to get him in the round before, 
Um, and he almost made it back around to me, but great pick there to scoop him up. And uh, just a dangerous high-scoring core, but also plenty of assists as well between De'Aaron Fox, you know, Giannis and Randall aren't bad. Josh Giddy, Kyle Kuzma is not bad. Russell Westbrook, late round assists. That's great there. Next team, we had Steph, Devin Booker, Pascal Siakam, Nikola Vucevic, Brandon Ingram, Brooke Lopez, Mitchell Robinson, CJ McCollum, John Collins, Keldon Johnson, Malcolm Brogdon, Kevin Porter Jr., and Kyle Lowry. Um, we'll, we'll say that I'm trying to find my favorite pick. I did really like that Brandon Ingram pick. Um, I think if he made it, I guess that was kind of a little while for him to make it back around to me, but I was you know, I like him. I I had questions about his health, but I think that he's had health issues the past few seasons. He's been able to play for Team USA, so I think if he has a healthy season, that could end up being a really, really good pick. Um, and Siakam's also trying to earn that super max or will be eligible to earn it anyway, but he's in a contract year. So um, then we had Damian Lillard, Jared Jackson Jr., Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Bradley Beal, Paolo Bancaro, Austin Reeves, Miles Bridges, Jaden McDaniels, Draymond Green, Trey Murphy, Dennis Schroeder, Harrison Barnes. I think Evan Mobley is probably my favorite pick there. Really high on Mobley. think he could be in for a really big season this year. Um, he's really going to break out when Jared Allen gets traded. That's that's what's going to happen because Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, just, they're not going to have that for the next five years. I don't know how much longer they'll have it, but at some point Evan Mobley is going to have to move to center um, or they're just going to be wasting him because he can do so much more as the primary big um, with smaller guys around him. Um, then we have Anthony Edwards, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. What a start. Bam at a bio in the fourth round. Fran Franz Wagner, excuse me, Tyrese Maxey, Terry Rozier, Tyus Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, Wendell Carter Jr., Obi Toppin, Josh Hart, Danny Avdia. A lot of really good picks. They're really good value. I think Bam Adebayo getting him in the fourth round is pretty insane. I know it was early in the fourth round, but if I'm not mistaken, his ADP is early third round or middle third round. So excellent pick there, especially after starting really guard heavy to get Bam in the fourth round. It's great. Uh, Kevin Durant, LaMelo Ball, Miles Turner, Drew Holiday, Jalen Williams, Cam Johnson, Mark Williams, Markel Fultz, Jalen Duran. That's where all my centers went. Uh, Keegan Murray, Jeremy Sohan, Jaden Ivey, and B-Ball, Paul Reed. Uh, Jalen Duran is probably my favorite pick. I think, in my mind, guys like Mark Williams, Jalen Duran, and Yekka Kongwu, I kind of have them ranked very similarly. Uh, so to get Jalen Duran that late, great pick to me. And then Mark's team, we're wrapping it up. Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson. DeAndre Ayton, Jared Allen, Marcus Smart, D'Angelo Russell, Aaron Gordon, Jordan Clarkson, Sadiq Bey, PJ Washington, and Quentin Grimes. I think my favorite pick has to be the Sadiq Bey one. Uh, his nine cat value may not show it, but like I said, he had an improved field goal percentage uh, with the Hawks after the trade because he was able to play off the ball a little bit more, get some good looks from Trey Young and DeJounte Murray setting him up. He's going to be able to space the floor this year as a stretch four, which is something that Atlanta didn't really have with John Collins really struggling to just hit shots. Um, he'll be able to rebound pretty decently well. He plays hard. Maybe I'm being a little biased here, but I do like that pick in round 11, uh, which I believe was also the last pick of the 11th round. I think getting a starter that's going to play probably 28 minutes that late, um, that's also going to hit threes and score, I think is – it's really good value there. So that is it. Um, that's all the teams. That is the entire draft. That was a lot of talking from me. Uh, hopefully, if you were just listening, you didn't get too bored or I didn't sound too monotone as I was trying to fly through everything. Uh, but I appreciate you all sticking with me for this. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that it gave you a good idea of how nine cat drafts are looking as of right now obviously probably another month before a lot of leagues will be drafting simply because the regular season doesn't start for like seven weeks six seven weeks at this point uh well preseason before that training camp starting next month um but it's it's a good thing to uh just keep in mind where the, how the landscape looks that way you're not going in totally blind 
when you try and do that first draft in October. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode. Um, still dynasty content coming, but it has been a bit of a hiatus for me. I've been focusing on the Roto World draft guide, um, which is a lot of redraft stuff, but in that draft guide will include a couple dynasty articles from me um, that are more general as opposed to, oh, here's 10 guys I like. It's more general on dynasty, dynasty strategy, how to use rankings, as well as an updated top 300 rankings for me um, after looking at my top 200 and then realizing, hey, everybody has at least 300 players in their dynasty leagues. I was like, well, this means nothing. So I will have an updated top 300 coming out in that. Um, which should be out in a few weeks, a couple weeks. Uh, so stay tuned on my Twitter or Roto World's Twitter uh, to try and keep up with that. We've been working really hard on that. Been very excited for that to come out and share it with you guys. But um, that's going to do it for this episode. Of the I'm trying to think if there's anything else to share in as I'm closing out. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Tank Me Later podcast.